Hey beautiful people and welcome back to the Wholesome Weight Gain Podcast today with podcast episode number 16 and at this point can I just say quickly how proud I am of myself for actually uploading every single week. It's been such a beautiful journey. I just love speaking to everyone, to all the people that have been on this podcast already. It's truly just so inspiring to share their journeys and just let the people speak about things that they probably have never spoken about. So today's episode is with another good friend of mine, Adelina. We met together in Bali and she's sharing her story how she was tracking her calories obsessively for a very long time as she was dieting in order to lose weight and how to finally overcome to stop tracking your calories and how to stop using all these tracking apps and tools. So if you are someone who struggles with that as well and you don't know how to stop it, then this episode is perfectly for you. But in general, I'm just really, really wanting to give Adelina the space and share her beautiful journey and how she finally overcame came all those restrictions restrictions and rules that she had and before we dive straight into the episode i just wanted to give you a quick heads up because this episode was recorded online because i don't know was not with me in bali but this is the reason why maybe the um, voice quality and the audio quality isn't perfect so my big apologies if there is any technical issues um, but i still hope that you can enjoy the podcast episode here you go Hey beautiful angels, today I am joined with Adelina, a wonderful girl and friend of mine that I met, as always I say that in every intro I know, I met her in Bali um, just a few months ago actually, uh, she's now unfortunately not in Bali anymore, however we are so happy and grateful to have such things as Zoom so we can like record and talk to each other um, online, so I'm really happy that you are here taking the time and I really appreciate your energy, um, yeah Adelina, who who are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm also really, really happy to be here and to share my story with you. Uh, so my name is Adelina. I am currently 23, about to turn 24 in a month, <laughs> getting older. Um, <laughs> and I am originally from Bulgaria, but my mom is Russian. Uh, and I studied in the Netherlands for my bachelor's degree. Then after that, I got um, I got a job in Bali, basically, and I still am working for a company in Bali, and I do branding and marketing. <laughs> Yay, awesome. Thank you for introducing yourself. Um, how I actually met you, you messaged me on Instagram because you were yes, saying I that you, <laughs> you slid into my DMs. <laughs> I did. Yeah, so you were saying that you are doing like some social media management, if that makes sense, some personal, um, basically consultant if we can call it like that so I found that like really refreshing and goes also because you were just like so open and be like hey I can do that for you and let's work together so I was like yes yeah, sure let's just like meet up and like in the beginning of course it wasn't just business for me but like sooner or later like really quickly actually I realized what a wonderful human being you are and I was like okay this is not just business for me anymore like this lovely human is definitely like you got just like very close to me um, very fast and I think we connected also really really, really well we also went on a trip together so um yes. yeah and didn't Aww. stay only business <laughs> yes yes definitely that was that was great and I was so happy that you actually answered and you were up for that because um as I told you back then I was like I really wanted to work with people that uh I actually believe in myself uh, mm -hmm. and that goes as well for my professional projects for example right now if I, if I don't feel comfortable with 
working for a client, I just say, you know what, I don't really believe in that or that doesn't really match with my values. So exactly. Yeah. So I just, I just saw, I saw your, your profile uh, on, on Instagram and then I saw what, what, you know, your, your topics were. And I really just, I thought that's, that's amazing what you're doing. And I really, really think that you should grow even more and reach even more people. Mm-hmm. So yeah that's how it came to be that's nice yeah I also agree that like uh, me especially like when I work with like brands or other companies it's like so important that they 100% match my values so like if they're not for example sustainable if they don't care about the ethics and the work scene or if they're like not taking care enough of the environment and everything like that I just like would never agree in working with them because it just like crosses my personal values and if that just doesn't match it I'm like sorry like I just don't even want to support your message and your business so you don't get my yeah. vote uh, yeah I find it like also so nice that you like uh, choose people who you feel aligned with and I think that's so important in life like no matter if it's business friendships uh, relationships or whatever just like be aware of your own values and your own self-worth and like don't let other people uh, get you like below that um yeah, absolutely the reason why you are here, my love, today is because you told me that you also have your own personal weight gain journey and that you used to like diet a lot. And like, obviously, we both are like kind of from a similar cultural background. So we can probably yes. like relate to that very much, like how the body image is like so different in like Eastern European countries, like in the Ukraine or Bulgaria, probably like people or women, especially there are supposed to be super skinny. And that seems sure. like that is seen as beautiful, like no matter if you're healthy or not like no matter if you like yourself or not like be as skinny as possible and then you're good basically um of course nowadays we know that this is not the um best option for you like especially if this is not a healthy weight that you're carrying and I really love that nowadays we can appreciate like women bodies who are more curvy and like just more healthy and strong and we both have like a grown butt nowadays we're not just like basically super (laughs) (laughs) skinny yeah not just like being skinny for no reason basically and food is also there to be enjoyed so it's not like necessarily um a thing that you should be dieting all your life um yeah would you like to like uh just like straight jump back into your past where exactly it all started and like why you basically proceeded a weight gain journey Mm-hmm. Well, first, I'm going to start with with like confirming what you just said about mm-hmm. uh, the, the meaning of, of your cultural background in, in that context, because um, as I said, I am from Bulgaria and similar to Ukraine, um, the standard of beauty, especially while I was growing up. So mind you, that's already what like my teenage, teenage years were like more than 10 years ago now. So while I was growing up, the, the beauty standard was pretty much just be skinny, be as skinny as you can get. Yeah. And uh, also just, you know, uh, because we were looking at all these stars, and I say that in quotation marks, <laughs> all these stars who were getting, you know, surgeries. And then you see uh, a woman that is really skinny, but then she does have boobs and she does have you know, full lips, and she does have sometimes, sometimes a part. And then you're just wondering, wow, I really don't look like that. But what, yeah. when you're young, you don't really um, understand how that works. It's not like you know that these are surgeries. It's not like you're aware. And you know, now I feel like 
that the younger people, they're more aware of that, or which I'm really, really happy for. Uh, but yeah, so, so back then, it was basically as skinny as you can get. Um, and I think that for me, the moment that I realized, the moment that I became, um, actually started looking at my body in a different way, that was definitely, definitely around the age of, I would say, 12, 11, 12, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I switched schools and I went to over to uh, a new school. Uh, and the, the students there, the, the kids there were a bit different because that was a school meant for, how do you even say that? So like parents that are, um, let's say, um, politicians and uh, other kind of professions that are in this kind of area, you know, these were their kids, basically. Most of the kids were from such parents because the school was supposedly uh, like a quality school, I don't know, like a good school, like a high-class high school, mm-hmm. which I actually didn't know. I just went there because I wanted to, you know, learn how to write in Russian because my mom is Russian. <laughs> yeah. So I just went there because I literally just wanted to learn Russian. And I was like, okay, it's time. Mm-hmm. And this is when uh, I feel like I, I clashed for the first time with um, self, my self-image. Um, and I, I still remember it was... I don't, I don't know the exact moment, but it was, it was like some comment probably that someone made or mm-hmm. like a re- repeated, repeated comment, something. And it was actually about my uh, behind. <laughs> because <laughs> even then I feel like, but that's just like your shape of your body, right? And then when you become yeah. like a, a teenager, it starts to develop, right? And then I feel like with me, it just developed a bit like, Sooner, right? When you, mm-hmm. like, when it's, it's normal for young girls to like, you know, your hips get a little bit wider and, and stuff like that. Some girls get boobs. I didn't, but I got a, I got a butt. Mm-hmm. And like straight away, uh, some of the girls were like, wow, what what is that? You know, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And during gym class, it was also, you know, uh, sometimes noticed by the boys as well, you know, because obviously they are curious, you know, that's, that's normal when you're growing up, yeah. I feel like, but it was addressed in, you know, such a way that I feel like affected me that I didn't quite realize at that time. And so this was the first time when I thought, oh, okay, um, wow, I, maybe I'm not supposed to look like that. Maybe that's just that. So and it was a negative comment? for that. Um, I would say I, I don't quite remember that's the thing, but it was definitely uh, so it wasn't it like a compliment, it was more like, oh, your butt is like fat or whatever. No, it was definitely not a compliment, definitely mm-hmm. not. It was, it was more of a um, um, like a comment that acknowledged it, like, wow, look at that, you know, like, why, mm-hmm. like, why is it like that, or like something along the way but it was definitely not a compliment how old were you uh 11 or 12 oh okay wow that's pretty early yeah yeah because like obviously um like when you are 11 12 you are still pretty I would say like pretty skinny for you know like you're still developing so Mm -hmm. obviously you're not gonna really yeah and, and, and obviously, like, some girls, it did start to grow boobs, and then you see, you notice that, and it, it's, it's mm-hmm. normal, I would say. 
but yeah, but for, for me, sure. it was just, um, it was, it was the first time that I became self-aware Mm-hmm. Uh, that okay my body's changing but I don't really know how to react to that because other people are reacting in such a way that it's confusing me okay yeah I feel like uh, especially like when we're children it's always like so hard because we just say things without like really thinking about it and we especially don't really think about like how our comments or words might affect other people and I think it's um, I mean obviously nowadays we are adults we would deal with that differently like if someone would make a comment about like whatever something in my body I'd be like cool like is there anything you want to talk about like can I help you because like if you are like addressing something in my body then 100% there is like an issue in your body that you're actually trying to address but you're just like trying to hide it by um, putting it onto someone else you know but obviously like as kids we don't think that way and it's like obviously um, yeah we have just like a completely different mindset as well Um, but yeah so how did it develop for you over the following years because I don't imagine that you started a diet at the age of 11 or 12 is that right no definitely not imagine you're going to your mom you're like mom I'm just gonna eat apples now because someone told me that I have a fat butt (laughs) no 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 uh yeah well (laughs) well that was I uh that was basically I would say kind of the beginning of uh, that idea that was planted in my head mm-hmm. uh, back then that okay there's maybe I should you know I should take care of how I look but not but that wasn't really like a positive thought, yeah you know it was more yeah. of a negative thought like how should I look more like other people did you um, speak to anyone yeah. about it like did you go to your friends or parents and were like no. oh no yeah. no I did not I didn't I, I don't think so I, I thought I, I think I brushed it off uh, at that time but now looking back I, I realized that I I do remember that like I still remember that and obviously like that did affect me if I if I still remember it and if I still you know have such a vivid uh memory and I can yeah definitely definitely did have an mm-hmm. effect um and in the following years basically um I think that um what would really play the role was my mom as well, who I really, I do not blame because now I do understand that she meant well. And so we need to take into consideration the cultural background if she mm-hmm. is Russian. So people in Russia are really like, they're, they're just going to, you know, especially Say moms, Russian moms, yeah. they're going to just, they're going to give you shit uh, to yeah. the language, but they're going to literally... Tell yeah. you how it is, and even sometimes criticize you more than your your haters will definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they do it like most of the times. You know, it's it's. I do appreciate it, <laughs> and <laughs> I know that, that that she does it like out of love. Um, but uh, that was that definitely like she did play a role in that because she, um she did kind of make some comments let's say well when I was growing up let's say from 12 to up to like 15 16 17 mm-hmm. uh and that was more I would say in her eyes that was like to take care of you know how I look and like to just take care of probably like my uh confidence but in my eyes that was just criticism that was just pure criticism and for example we would go shopping and she would be like oh actually maybe you shouldn't really wear jeans because these jeans are made for skinny people with no buds and <laughs> you, are, you don't look that 
that good maybe you should yeah. check pants and I did love jeans like I, I yeah. used to love jeans back yeah. then um and she was like no I'm, I don't think that this is like a you know the, the trendy trendy kind of uh, jeans were kind of low low lower right oh yeah I remember um, that <laughs> and skinny pretty skinny yeah, <laughs> so, so these were so kind of in um and and she would just make those comments so for example when I was trying a dress on because a lot of the dresses I feel like now it's better because they have they kind of have dresses for different body types just clothes in general but back then I feel like it was mostly for just just really just model like shaped people mm-hmm. um and I still remember just trying on dresses and she was like you know what maybe maybe that's not really a good idea because it's really in the back. It's like, it's really tight and we don't want Mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. So I just perceived it as a, as a, not a positive thing um, at the time. And yeah, definitely those comments that she made, even though they might've been um, coming from a good place, uh, they ended up definitely affecting my, uh, my, my confidence. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also like so funny to see because like back then people were like pointing at your butt in a negative way. But like nowadays everyone is like trying to get their butt as big as possible. It's like hilarious how like, yeah. Yeah. So like you will never be able to like fit in society's beliefs or society's images of like what's ideal or beautiful because also that is like changing with times like back then for example if you would have like tried to like skinny down your butt as much as possible and then you would achieve that in like five years then people would be like oh no but now we want you to have a big butt because now that's trendy you know so like do literally like don't listen to that and just like do whatever feels best for your body and what you personally find beautiful because yeah I feel like try to please other people and like please other people's comments it will just never happen for you honestly absolutely it's ridiculous to me it's just ridiculous how and also like people need to remember that uh, especially women that these standards yeah. they, they just keep on changing literally every single like every 10 years or less even it, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's insane how you know how the way that society you know thinks about you know what is beautiful and what is not this affects us and it shouldn't it shouldn't affect us because it's an industry as well like they sell you all of that so that you know back then it was you know to look skinny and Mm -hmm. now it's like to you know I don't know to putting shots in your butt and stuff like that which I if if you're not happy with your you know the way that you look it's fine like I don't mind surgeries and stuff like that but people need to also be aware of the health risks as well of course because because a lot of like I I've, I've read about that and I've heard as well stories that a lot of you know in in order for people to look amazing they they go through horrible experiences I know dangerous health yeah. health endangering you know yeah. procedures and I'm like is that really worth it mm-hmm. and I think also here is like just so important to like if you do something like that of like you decide on undergoing a surgery which is like nothing wrong with that but like do it for yourself and most importantly do it out of love like don't do it out of fear because you don't feel accepted by society or your friends or whatever just because like your mom is telling you that you are too fat or something like if you really want to change something of your body 
tune into yourself and ask yourself, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this because I personally actually feel like uh, whatever, my boobs are too small, my butt is too big or whatever. Or is it because people are constantly pointing that out on you and you just want to change it because you, you want to people stop commenting on that. So like if you do that for other people, then those people are going to find something else to comment about. And like, when are you going to stop? Are you going to stop like as soon as you've changed your entire body, your entire look? Like there will never be like a point where people won't find anything about you like there will always be something maybe even something that you have changed already but then someone will be like oh no but now your butt is too big or now your boobs are too big so like do it for yourself like honestly if you feel like hey I'm not happy with my boob size I feel like I want to size them up for whatever reason like that's perfectly fine do it for yourself and do it out of love but yeah for example like I um, did my lips because I was like constantly so I don't want to say like not happy but like I just really like having plump lips and no one ever would like tell me, like, I don't think that ever anyone told me, oh my God, Violetta, your lips are so small. But I, I just like made this decision when I was like pretty young, actually like 15 or so. I was like, that's something that I want to do one day. Like as soon as I have the money or the courage or whatever, I just feel like it would look better on me. And I personally just really like the feeling. So I did it. Like I literally didn't ask anyone about opinions. I didn't like compare myself to anyone. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it for myself. And actually someone who's very, very close to me, was against it so like this person was like if you're gonna do this um I don't think I will like this and I really don't think it will look good on you so I really think that you shouldn't do it and I was like you know what I'm not doing this for you I'm doing this for myself like I don't care what you think about it like honestly I appreciate you sharing your honest opinion but I'm doing this for myself and I know that I will like it and like even if not like worst case after like a few months it's gone anyway but I'm happy that I did it so like whenever you make like such a choice that like impacts your life and you look for like a couple of months in the future maybe even forever um yeah just like really tune into your body and ask yourself why and who are you doing this for yes like absolutely agree yeah do it for yourself do it for yourself because um sometimes what what people think that is perfect is not perfect for you exactly uh and i wouldn't even want to use the word perfect i would just say just whatever feels good and whatever feels yeah exactly um so when did it start for you that you actually took like conscious steps or like actions in order to like change your body um so like when did you like start like consciously making food choices in order for example to like have less calories or just like restrict a little bit or yeah do you remember like how Mm -hmm. it all started because like it probably doesn't start overnight where you're like okay today I'm just gonna eat salads for the sake of pleasing (laughs) other people (laughs) No, it did not start like that, definitely. Um, yeah, I do remember. I do remember. Um, well, basically, I think the first conscious step um, was uh, downloading an app that I do not remember the name of, but it was an app that basically counted your calories based on what you wrote during that day uh, in, inside mm-hmm. the app. So you, you yeah. need to just say what, what did you eat during that day? And then mm-hmm. you needed to put the calories uh, as well, like how, how many calories? And then you had a goal, for example. And I remember I had the goal of having 1,200 calories per day. Wow, this is uh, very, very which low. Which is <laughs> nothing, which is, it's very low. And I don't yeah. know where, where the heck did I even read that from? But I feel like I read it from a magazine or something. And this is like, if you want to lose weight, this is like a good, you know, calorie number calories number that you need to 
have like per day um and which is like insane which is this is like an insane just for people who are not aware mm-hmm. of how many calories that is that's like what that's like i don't even know that's just like half of not even it's less than half. that's like my breakfast <laughs> yeah basically right now that's my breakfast as well yeah, yeah yeah that's crazy and when you're developing like especially when you're a kid i feel like i used to be even like I used to be hungrier when I was a kid than now, like generally I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just like, I wanted to eat all the time and that's normal because you're, you're growing. Of course. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just going to say the same, like you're still growing, you're still developing and you're most likely also more active because like as children, we just do like so much, so many activities, so many sports and blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. So we're also burning calories by like doing our life. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And, and I was, I was going, I was, um going to dance classes as well so that was like you can imagine like you have mm-hmm. uh you have uh, sports at school and then you have like this and then whatever like additional classes that you're taking and it's like it's not now now that I look back at it it's, it's insane I just want to go back and just slap myself like honestly yeah uh, but yeah that was the starting point and with me um do you remember I, I just, how old you were Yeah, I think around 14, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then back then, though, we started already at school, like we started talking about diets. That was like, that was the moment that, you know, uh, I vividly remember that we were having such conversations about diets and like, you know, kind of uh, more, a bit more open that, you know, then we kind of knew, okay, we are, you know, on the way to becoming women. And like, mm-hmm. we were like okay, let's, Let's talk about stuff that, you know, society thinks that women talk. Let's talk about diets and, yeah, like how, you know, mm-hmm. some some people were waxing that then. Like, yeah, you need to start waxing even though you're freaking 14. Anyway. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's just, that's just crazy. That's crazy to me uh, now. <laughs> and um, I, I remember that back then... Um, I used to love sweet, which is still the case, by the way. It's just I'm like I'm I'm really like such a person that I'm, I have a sweet tooth. Uh, but now it's it's not as as bad, I would say. But I, I, yeah. I don't really care that much. And yeah, you know, I mean, there are also healthy ways to like satisfy your sweet tooth, oh, yeah. like fruits, for example, just like whole foods in general. Like you don't necessarily need to like eat a gram of uh, a kilogram of sugar in order to be like, okay, now my sweet tooth is satisfied. Like I personally, I think I also am a sweet tooth. Like I always have a sweet breakfast like I don't remember the last time I had a savory breakfast unless I'm like eating out but like at home I always have like either porridge or pancakes or smoothie bowl like something mm-hmm. sweet and must be for mm-hmm. sure yeah definitely no now definitely now that I'm vegan like I find it really easy to turn my my sweet um my sweet food into healthy food as well you know exactly like as you said with the pancakes like I just do it in a very healthy way that I just include uh oats I put oats and I put like bananas and I put some some of the protein powder because it's amazing (laughs) and um yeah and then it's just it just becomes like a nice sweet breakfast that is also healthy like it doesn't really contain any sugar so I'm like okay that's that's actually great Yeah. So now I found ways around it, but yeah, but back then, obviously, you know, like, especially when you're a kid, you're not like really thinking about, okay, this is a, this, for example, bounty or like whatever 
Kit Kat or <laughs> oh my god I used to eat loads of them I was so addicted oh. it's not even like it's it's a joke I, I would eat like at least one chocolate bar a day and I'm like asking myself or my parents like why did you allow me that like it was normal to have like <laughs> unlimited Kit Kats and whatever like all these um Twix were one of my favorites by the way just like those nasty sugar-filled snacks yeah. And I considered that just like, I even had them sometimes for breakfast. Like how insane is that? Like today, if I would eat that for breakfast, I would probably just like say bye to the entire day. Cause I'd be like, okay, <laughs> now I'm like in a full <laughs> sugar crash. Um, but literally I would like live on those. And like my parents would like never like tell me like not to eat them, which is like insane. Like if I would raise my kids, for example, I would like never even like buy those things. It's it's insane. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, none of that shit in my house. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, but I think that for me, it was, my mom was restricting me though. So I would just mm -hmm. buy it at school because you can't really control what, what, what kids do at school, right? You of cannot, course. Yeah, so I would just buy them at school um and I, I would just have them there um it's usually yeah, but, like but even I, worse like if you know that you are not allowed to do something because like your parents are not allowing yeah. you then it's like even more triggering because then you're like okay it's something that my parents don't want me to do so I can do it here and I am gonna do it here like no matter if I actually want it or not but like because my parents are saying no I'm saying yes to myself yeah that's like that's just typical <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah, and, and back then, though, I didn't know that, that sweet can be good as well, you know, back then, because I was just mm -hmm. looking at what processed sweets and just like all of like all of these packaged sweet stuff. And I was like, okay, like, I love sweets so much, but it's, it's, you know, like, it's, it's, it's sticking to my thighs. Like, I can see that, like, why is that like that, you know, but I love sweet and I love when, you know, um, my mom makes some some stuff at home which was way better you know like cakes and stuff like that but yeah I just I just I just thought okay maybe sweet is not the, the best option for you you know and mm -hmm. uh, because you're reading also articles as well and then your mom is telling you wow maybe you should cut cut down on, on the sweet a little bit mm -hmm. so I did uh which made me miserable obviously <laughs> because mm -hmm. I cut out on all of like the sweet stuff yeah. Uh, and I, I, I used to just like count my calories. I would just put every single day, I would put my meals in this uh, app. Mm -hmm. and by the end of the evening, I'll be like, oh, wow, I have only like, what, 200 calories left. Wow, what can I eat? Mm -hmm. you know, that's 200 calories left. And yeah, that was just, that was ongoing for like a pretty long time, I would say. Mm -hmm. Pretty long time. And, um, but I, I think that, the moment that I started kind of snapping out of it was when I started going to the gym, which was pretty early on. I would say 15. Definitely. Oh, wow. That is pretty early, Definitely. actually. Actually, like yeah. most of the gyms in Germany, you're only allowed to enter them when you're 16 and only if like your parents what? sign you up with them. And you're, yeah, it's crazy. Like you're only allowed to like go to the gyms like without any like parents or like signing uh, with them or something when you're 18. So like you're not even allowed to like go to the gym when you're 15. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of, oh, that's not so nice. What if just like, you know, teenagers, they want to go and get in shape? Oh, 
well i think i think like the reason behind it is because like you have like a lot of machines and especially because like if you're still developing your body it can be like sometimes dangerous you can like do like injure yourself or something um i mean obviously i don't know like it depends on what kind of sport you do like if you start like lifting crazy weights and you don't know anything about what you're doing it can be like dangerous of course um i mean there are always ways like how to like probably still get into a gym but yeah i just remember that because i actually wanted to train with my sister and she was was 14 back then and I was like let's go to the gym and then like I wanted to sign up with her like assign mm-hmm. her up with me basically and they're all like oh but she's like way too young she's not allowed and I was like what do you mean she's not allowed to go to the gym um yeah that's how I basically found out that she wasn't allowed to train with me and I was like all right lesson oh, learned that's really interesting mm-hmm. that's really interesting I had no idea yeah in, in Bulgaria that was pretty standard because uh, a friend of mine like a few friends of mine they were already going yeah like at 14 I feel like but that's just because we were we were like super self uh, like like just criticizing ourselves and stuff like that. Like so, so here was like a whole fitness mania, I would say. Mm-hmm. English yeah you know like back Um, then like even when I was going to the gym like I was one of the only kids like not even kids I was like not a kid anymore but almost no one was going to the gym like it was not a thing um but maybe that's again like eastern european versus europe whatever (laughs) but yeah Yeah, gym was not like a big thing yeah here there were a lot of um just teenagers my age and a little bit above like mostly mostly them Mm -hmm. uh so so you can you can imagine when hearing that, how, you know, how, okay, I'm trying not to say like a bad word, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, no filter. Um, okay, how fucked up the whole like, uh, <laughs> the whole, uh, and how fucked up and judging the society is. And yeah. still is up to this day. Of course, um, yeah. Here, most, like mostly. And it's, it's just, um, yeah, it, it, they were, there were other kids my age there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah I, w- I was doing like I was doing mainly cardio because you cannot really do cardio when it's cold here I was gonna ask you that like what was your intention when you started going to the gym like were you wanting to like lose weight or build muscles or what exactly uh, were your goals mm-hmm. from the gym so initially when I went there initially I wanted to lose weight which mm-hmm. is just insane to me because now that I look back because I did scroll back to my pictures just just to see you know just for this podcast just to see how mm-hmm. it looks like then and I am skinny like this I don't even like it you know right mm-hmm. now it's just it's skinny and I'm like where what did you want it to lose and I think I wanted to lose the butt definitely mm-hmm. there, there was nothing which is so lose. sad like nowadays everyone is like training is. to get a butt and you're just like I want to lose my butt damn it why I do know. I have a butt <laughs> I know I know so so many people would have been sad if that was the case <laughs> so including me so no 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 no. um but so this is when the shift happened right which I'm I'm really like thankful for um then I kind of started seeing those women there that were already like they were older than me definitely like 20 25 plus um and I started seeing them um and they looked good but they didn't they weren't skinny like they were mm-hmm. definitely not skinny and they looked like good. And, and that felt at that time, I, I don't think that I could find the word for it, but that was definitely empowering to see. Mm-hmm. And I liked how determined they were. They were like training, like so, like they were so focused, they were training, they were lifting as well. 
and they just look good and toned and and you know like something something inside just said you know what maybe you should kind of switch to that and like focus on building something like that rather than you know just losing weight and what mm-hmm. looking like nothing absolutely <laughs> Uh, and so this was uh, this was basically um, the moment when it kind of like switched uh, in, in my brain. And then I just started re- going to the gym regularly until like I went until like I even continued during like my my first and second year in uh, in university. So from maybe from 15, like on and off for what, like six years, seven years, something like that. Mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that was kind of like my my ritual my own personal ritual going there and just uh, kind of focusing on myself mm-hmm. um but while I was doing that I I ditched the, the app thankfully mm-hmm. just, I did not count what I was eating anymore but I was still very uh restrictive mm-hmm. I was still very restrictive because I believe that um and that was actually advertised as well Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you should definitely just like restrict yourself, you know, because you need to, you know, build like a nice shape, but you cannot really eat that much because I know mm-hmm. you're going to ruin it and it's going to go in, in my size, you know, all of that stupid, stupid like thoughts that I didn't even know when they, where they were coming from. Probably just, I was just influenced by articles and just, you know, hearing people and stuff like that that didn't know what they were talking about obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah i still had that had that in my head unfortunately mm-hmm. um i just wrote down a few questions um mm-hmm. like because obviously like you started dieting and you were like having this app where you were tracking everything and you were like definitely in a caloric deficit um did you like notice your body slimming down or were you just like okay my body's staying the same um and did anyone else notice like your friends or family that you're losing weight or something uh my friends and family no i i think they didn't really notice not really I think yeah. that I, I certainly did lose weight, but that wasn't really like that much because I was so I was so skinny, right? I didn't think so back in the day, but I don't even know where where did I have to lose that weight from? Like there was no, I feel like for me, just yeah, my body was like not really reacting because there was nothing that much to lose mm-hmm. any, anyways. But I thought it, I had to. So probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like two, three, four kilos, something like that. Okay. Did you feel better no, after losing the weight or? No. No. No, definitely not. I did not feel better. I only felt better when I started going to the gym. That was mm-hmm. when I felt better. Yeah. Uh, and that was when I started eating uh, more, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to kind of sustain my energy. And compensate like the calories that you're burning during the workout as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, okay, maybe I should get those protein bars, you know, and and this protein bar, and like, mm. you know, I don't know, like, I was also drinking L L carnitine, mm-hmm. you know, that one. Which is, by the that, way, is such bullshit. Like, it doesn't even work. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. bullshit. Did you notice like any um, health impacts, like negative uh, health impact? Sorry, negative health impacts from dieting, like from being in a caloric deficit, where you're like more tired or your energy was like lower or something. 
to be honest, I don't quite remember the, the physical aspect, but I would say that it definitely affected my mental state. Mm-hmm. That was for sure. That was more. That was that, that's like I remember that. I don't quite remember, you know, if I felt more tired or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that uh, I just felt I just felt bad about myself. Like the whole like every time that I was like putting these uh, my meals into this app, this app, I was like, okay, well I only have this much left. Like you know, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that. And yeah, that was, that was the the mental state that I was in. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever like have any binge eating episodes where you're like restricting for so long that at some point you were like, okay, now I'm just going to like eat it all because I'm just like so hungry and I've been restricting all these foods. For example, like you were probably like not allowing yourself to eat like cakes or donuts. And then like someone brought donuts or whatever. You're like, okay, whatever, fuck it. I'm just going to like have 10 donuts right now. Or you never faced anything Mm -hmm. like that. Oh yeah, definitely I did. Um, like definitely, definitely. I don't remember the exact times, but I would, I would binge eat on sweet. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was like, and I was, I think I was hiding from my mom. That's for sure because she would have criticized the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, I was just hiding. Uh, and I still remember that we had like a kind of like a pantry, kind of a sweet pantry, I guess. But that was more. I don't know if, if you have that in your house, but that that's like for, um, especially in Eastern Europe, for guests. You know, when guests come, you need to have like some uh, cookies, like pichinushki, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. just so that you can put on the table. Yeah. And obviously, like I knew that if I ate that, my mom would notice and she would be like, what, why are you eating all of that? But mm-hmm. I did like sneak some, sometimes I did sneak, you know, some, some of that food. And I would mm. eat it basically, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like when there were like, for example, like sweets on a table, you were like, um, did anyone notice that you were like not eating them? Or th- did anyone ever ask like, hey, why are you not eating this cake or whatever? Um, probably they did not, not that I remember, but probably they did. Probably they did. But but once again, I would say, uh, because this thought just comes to my mind now, I think that it was really just, People weren't really faced when you told them, even when you were a teenager, like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not going to have that cake. You know, I'm on a diet. Mm-hmm. You know, people weren't really, were like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Like, just, you know, girl stuff. That's that's what they would, you know, say, especially guys. Uh, I, I feel like that was the case. So that didn't really, which is bad, <laughs> but they didn't really face them at all. No, no. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so like no one even like noticed that you were tracking in an app or did like because like you probably use usually you have to like weight your food and everything and that's like yeah. really hard to hide no um my mom noticed like definitely she did notice and mm-hmm. she did say that that was bullshit that's for sure but I'm really stubborn like I used to be stubborn and I'm still very stubborn so I didn't listen to her but she said you know what maybe that's not like the best way to do it and she said this is like you should eat more, like not sweet, but you should eat more of, you know, good, healthy food. Uh, and I was like, no, like I need to, you know, just eat mm-hmm. less and you don't understand, you know, mom, <laughs> you know, the yeah. usual. So she did notice, she did notice. But I think that in my school, I wasn't the only one who was doing that. I wasn't the only one who was tracking it. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was perceived as kind of normal. 
I totally understand. Um, how did you, how do you like eat nowadays? Because obviously like you don't track anymore. You've noticed that this is no longer yeah. serving you or your body, but you're still like obviously in a really good shape. Like you're, you look absolutely amazing. You're still like, I would say, um, I don't want to like label it, but you're obviously not overweight or whatever. Like you have an amazing, yeah, yeah. really fit yeah. body. It's like, how do you stay in shape without tracking or like without having like this control over food? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nowadays, like I, I haven't, I haven't stepped on a scale in more than a year. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't care. I really, really don't care. I can only maybe feel that I gained like some weight, let's say some muscle weight. That's definitely, I can feel that. Um, and I can say, oh yeah, maybe like three, four kilos, something like that. But uh, yeah, I just don't want to weigh myself because I, to me, there's, there's just like, yeah maybe if you're trying to you know um to reach a goal like a weight goal that's amazing but for me I just don't want to do that because I associate that with you know my past experiences when I was weighing my weighing myself every three or four days just to check mm -hmm. why maybe I have if if I'm like one kilo up oh my god no like that's that's just horrible you know mm -hmm. um, so I associate that to scale with that you know for me that's that negative experience um, and so I don't weigh myself. I, I honestly, I just like, I just go with what feels better for me. And Absolutely. if I look good, if I feel good, uh, then that's amazing. Amazing. You exactly. Know? Um, and this like tells you also so much more than just a stupid number on the scale, because like I say that in so many episodes on here, but it's so important to understand that the scale does not determine your worth. And the scale is also not absolutely. necessarily your right weight, because especially we as women, we go through different cycles and through these cycles, our weight fluctuates so much. So like, for example, if you even don't eat, don't drink, don't change anything for like an entire week, your weight will not be the same. So we just go through like so many different cycles our hormones like change so often and so much throughout the whole month like it's just impossible to say like because you weighed 50 kilos you're worthy and because you weighed 52 kilos you're not worthy anymore like this is just such yeah. bullshit like um obviously like if you want to weigh yourself for whatever reasons like you can do that but like just make sure that this number is not determining determining who you are yeah and i also want to mention that uh you know obviously do not obsess over the number but also bear in mind that um muscles weigh more so yeah that's usually true. you would you would look better and you would weigh more you know exactly yeah so just, just yeah so, so everyone should keep that in mind definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean i weigh like I've never weighed like my entire life that much that I do right now, but I just feel so much better. For example, like some certain body parts, like my waist or like my belly, they're like probably even thinner than they used to be back then. But like my, like my entire body is just like much better proportionate and like everything like went to the right places at some point mm -hmm. that I'm just like super happy, like how it all turned out. And I'm just so happy that I stepped into my weight gain journey because I just feel like so much more feminine. I just feel so much stronger and so much better in my body. And I would never, ever want to go back. Like, honestly, um, it's like a no brainer yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like for me as well, like when I started, because I, I started uh, with Muay Thai uh, trainings back in so February last year, and I did it for like a few months. And I did gain quite a lot of like, not a lot, but I would say for me, that was like a good amount of muscles 
around my arms and my back because I, mm-hmm. I usually never um like for me that's like a very hard you know kind of zone to work on and generally like my wrists are really really weak and just just you know trying to do like push-ups or whatever it's they're just really weak and so this I found like a way around it and with Muay Thai you don't really you know uh you kind of work your whole upper body mm-hmm. at the same time and I just noticed like that like my arms were getting like a bit bigger you know and I was I was just stronger and that felt so good mm-hmm. I just felt so so as you said like in, in, empowering and I, I felt even more feminine absolutely know? yeah me too yeah. So what was, was the amazing just just to just to see you know okay I can you know I, I I still you know I am fit but I can still kind of develop other zones of, of my body as well and I can get fitter and it's you know it, it looks great you know even more proportionate yeah totally um what was the shifting point for you to say like okay I'm gonna quit dieting I no longer want to count like my calories every moment and I long no longer want to like restrict on certain foods I just want to like live and enjoy my life and yeah just like still feel obviously really good so what was like the moment for you where you were like okay I'm deleting that app for good yeah I think I did no I didn't pretty uh early on I deleted it probably after after I went to the gym for a few months mm-hmm. uh or even like in the beginning I don't quite remember but that was I deleted it pretty pretty fast mm-hmm. uh, so I, I I think I didn't use it more than a year that's for sure like that's still a very like, very long time yeah it is that was probably like six or seven months something mm-hmm. like that um but but I think just to like try to answer your question better I think, I think that I still kind of carried, uh, to be like completely honest, I did still carry some of these uh, perceptions and, and, and some of that uh, insecurity for a very long time mm-hmm. and have to do with, uh, with sweets, definitely with sweet foods. Mm-hmm. So I would still mentally, I wouldn't check the calories or anything like that, but I would still mentally think about okay I'm eating this now and this is bad you know Mm -hmm. this is not I shouldn't be eating that or okay maybe I could get like one small piece of that even though I did want more you know Mm -hmm. like it's I I I still continue to restrict myself and I think that's kind of the when I stopped that was more like later on that was probably Mm -hmm. like two or three two or three years ago more recently I would say more recently when I think that it, it's it's just when my mind kind of expanded as well and, and because you do grow up also like mentally of course um, yeah and, and just, I think that then even yeah I would say three years ago three years mm-hmm. ago maybe four years ago yeah. um university definitely university years um when yeah I just I just thought to myself then I realized this is just completely pointless and I need to just start eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And whenever I feel like getting something sweet, I shouldn't restrict myself because it's better to eat it today than to yeah. binge it tomorrow. Exactly. Um, so I think that I just gradually kind of, yeah, I, I let go of that thought because, I, you know, to, to be like honest, it was just, there's so many other things that I should worry about in life. And there's mm-hmm. so many other super important things than just to yeah. count your calories and like watch like what you're eating the whole 100%. time you know? yeah and to me it just it just became like 
like my my habit just like habit of eating well you know but not putting restrictions on on yourself that, mm-hmm. that was it and and, and now I, with with me being vegan it's just completely I just completely like go to be honest uh of even even feeling guilty like I don't even feel like a tiny 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 bit of guilt when I eat anything sweet now yeah. I feel like that with being vegan that really helped me but it was just like completely like I just switched off all the guilt uh-huh. uh with that because I feel like to some extent I, I feel like vegan desserts it majority of vegan desserts are healthier yeah and for sure so much refined sugars and, and yeah. just just in general I think that we both would agree that they are healthier mm-hmm. um and and just like yeah just now that I'm vegan I just completely I just eat what I what I want to eat and I try to eat balanced and mm-hmm. that's it and I'm that's, happy that's awesome Yeah, and I think it's like the same thing as we mentioned earlier with like when our parents are not allowing us to do certain things. If you set yourself boundaries or restrictions or eliminations, then you are constantly subconsciously actually thinking about those things because you're like, okay, I'm not allowing myself to have any sweets. I'm not having any sugars. I'm not having any cakes. Then your body is like in restriction mode and it's like, oh my God, I'm not allowed Mm -hmm. to have this. Then of course I want to have it. Like no matter if you're actually craving a cake or not, but just because you're restricted yourself from this cake you'll want to eat it like for me for example um so I never really like were like was like um not allowing myself to eat certain foods but I was like um when I was like getting into this healthy lifestyle like eating more whole foods and just like getting more into like nutritional dense foods and stuff like that I thought that like eating sugar or like eating um cakes and stuff like that is really really bad for you that was only like a very mm-hmm. short period amount of time but I was like okay Violeta, you're getting full on healthy now so no more cakes no more donuts no more pizzas no more whatever oh, that's so yeah and then like I never really craved anything like that but because like I started being like super obsessively healthy for no reason I started craving everything that was not healthy and I was like okay this is no more fun anymore for me like I just like crave the foods that I shouldn't be eating so like there is no way out for me but then like as soon as I like stopped just like telling myself that I'm not allowed to eat that because it's not healthy and I was like okay now I'm just like gonna eat whatever I want like I didn't crave it anymore do you know what I mean so like as soon as you're like okay if you want to have a cake then have that cake but then my mind is like okay you can have that cake so it's not even that attractive anymore so you don't really want it anymore because if you're like constantly asking yourself am I doing something out of love or am I doing something out of fear and if you're restricting yourself then you are doing things out of fear because oh my god it's not allowed to have it so it's like something that I'm doing secretly but if you're allowing yourself to have everything and you just make conscious decisions of what is better for you what is like what 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 will make you feel better like will a cake actually make you feel better or are you just craving it for no reason so that's something that you should always like think about before you say oh my god but I'm craving cakes all the time well then ask yourself why you're craving those cakes all the time yeah now that you say it wow I'm like really wow now that you say it I'm like maybe yeah no this is this is definitely that was definitely the case with me so but I didn't even realize it to Mm -hmm. be honest because now I can just I can eat uh anything that's sweet as long as it's vegan of course but it's yeah yeah I don't crave it that much because it's just yeah I mean it's it's there I can buy it and I can exactly like I just the the cravings just stopped like yeah you don't get obsessed about it anymore yeah exactly 
Yeah, absolutely. And actually yesterday I made like the best, super healthy, 100% like refined sugar-free dessert. It took me like 10 seconds to make it. And I had it like this morning and I was like, oh my God, this thing is just the best ever. Why did I not have it earlier? (laughs) So basically what you're doing, you're just getting like a big medjooldate. You're slicing it open, um, removing the pit. Then you're filling it up with some really good runny liquid tahini. And then you're placing a walnut inside. And oh my God, if you eat that all together at once, girl, let me tell you, this is just so good. I had two of those today and I was like, this is like, if I have that in my life, I never ever need like a cake anymore because it's so sweet, like naturally, because dates are like so, um, just like super sweet and so delicious. And oh my God, it just felt, I felt amazing after eating it. Like I wasn't like, yeah, I just felt really, really good. And it's just like so tasty and like hits the spot 100%. Okay, I need to try that. Oh yeah, everyone, like everyone who's listening to this right now, please try it. Like, honestly, if you've never tried it, you're missing out. Like, it's just so incredibly good because also the tahini has like a certain amount of like bitterness and that combined with the sweet and the crunchy walnut. Oh my God. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like a, like a good, healthy, selfie thing, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So like, even if you're craving sweets, you don't necessarily need to eat like something super junky with filled, like uh, filled with white sugar. Like you can have sweet things that are still healthy, you know, like there, there's always a balance, Um, but also like, just like, don't set your self limits. Like, I think that's usually not leading necessarily to a healthy food relationship anyways. Um, Yeah. Just like be open for everything. Is there anything you would like to tell my audience if they're like still, for example, dieting or like still having that app on their phone, like, and they don't know how to like remove this control, like the fear of like doing something wrong or like the fear of not being able to see the amount of calories that they have on the end of the day? Because like for some people, it's like sort of a comfort zone. Like if they know exactly the amount of Mm -hmm. calories that they have consumed throughout the day and then like the next day, it's just not going to be there. That's a scary thought I can imagine. So like, what helped you back then or like how would you like um what would you recommend other people to do if they're like still struggling with tracking their food yeah oh okay well first of all i think i would say something that's really harsh really mm-hmm. true and i feel like sometimes just you need to hear the harsh truth but that app is not going to help you honey like it's just not going to help you at all Mm-hmm. because counting your calories doesn't mean anything if you like if you have a goal even if it is to lose weight or whatever there are so many other ways that are way more sustainable in the long term and also way healthier to do it than just counting your calories this is a very how do you say like very outdated method that maybe was fashionable like a few years ago or whatever but just stop doing that and kind of like research and and see you know just just look into other other methods just look mm-hmm. into other methods that might be actually might be dif- more difficult because counting your calories let's be honest it's just simple you're just putting in the the numbers and you're just like you know at the end of the day you're like as you said it's your comfort zone and you're like okay you know i've, I've done you know something good today because i didn't over you know over to my calories and i'm doing very well and you know it's kind of like a that's on on the back from yourself you know good mm-hmm. job but in fact it's not it's not good job because you need to also think about how much protein you're you're having you know fiber and like all of these like good good nutrients that you need to actually intake so that your body functions normally so that your metabolism is good etc cetera, etc cetera. 
So you're actually not doing yourself a favor at all. You're not even yeah. probably losing weight in the long term. You might be losing weight for like a little while and then it's just going to bounce back, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of the harsh truth that yeah. it does not work. Yeah. It doesn't. That's it. Um, and I think as kind of like as a final note, if, if I might say, <laughs> mm-hmm. is something that just like uh, came to my mind now while I was speaking, it's just kind of um, 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 an advice I, I would say to everyone is just to kind of be mindful, e- even though you might be 25, 30, 40, whatever, it doesn't matter, be mindful about, you know, all these triggers um, inside of your mind and all these kind of um, beliefs that you have, mm-hmm. where do they come from? Like, you know, just yeah. really bad. Because a lot of these restrictions that we're putting on, on, on ourselves, whether it be like for eating or like, doesn't matter, like, I don't know, dating, whatever, any, any aspect of life, mm-hmm. but definitely for eating, like that's, that's because that's our topic. Like they've been kind of planted there by, definitely by other people. Yeah, for sure. In the first place. It didn't yeah. just come from, from somewhere. It came from most of your parents. Or yeah. like your 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 close circle, your relatives, friends, like early on, very yeah. early on. And exactly. this is why, for example, you're afraid to put on that dress. And this is why, you know, uh, you're afraid to um, you know, to go out there and just be your yourself. And this is why you you're afraid to eat another piece of cake. It's not you, it wasn't, it's not something that's coming from your own you know, your, your, your own consciousness, your own kind of desire, mm-hmm. uh, your inner desire, it's, it was planted there. Yeah. So I would say, just listen, be mindful and just listen and try to work these things out and mm-hmm. just so that you live a healthier and happier life. You know, that's, that's just, um, what, what I found to be true for myself. And that's just how I, I think it's 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 better to resolve a lot of these issues, you know, by being more mindful and just listening, listening. Where did it come from, and how how did it happen that I'm here right now, and what am I doing? Why am I doing that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that is that is my message. I really love, especially the last part that you mentioned about like how all those beliefs we have around ourselves and our, especially our bodies, they're usually not from ourselves. Like we hear constantly so many things and like negative comments and just like stupid feedback from other people. And we think that this is the way that we should be seeing ourselves as well, but it's actually not true. So like, if you really ask yourself, like, for example, you back then you would ask yourself, does my butt really bother me? Or is it just because other people are commenting on it then you would have probably reacted totally differently you might have never started dieting because you actually maybe even liked it or you didn't care about like how big or small it was you know so yeah just like really as always I'm saying go inside yourself and ask yourself where does this come from like it's probably not something that I'm thinking myself it's just like I'm making it up because other people are like constantly pointing it out of me um that's really really important I think to understand that yeah 
I really find that you said it like really beautifully. You brought it to the point and that was a really nice closing sentence as well mm -hmm. for this beautiful episode. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story as well with us. Um, I think that's really helpful for other people to know because I think like tracking your food is something that probably almost everyone has done at some point or is still doing today maybe. And it's just like important to understand that this has not to be Uh, it doesn't have to be like something that you are doing constantly in your life because you're so much more worth than just like tracking your food and you're so much more more worth than just like setting yourself a certain amount of calories to consume because it's not about just the calories it's about enjoying your food and really appreciating that food is nourishing your body and yeah food is also more than just calories in the end so that's why i think it's really important to point all that out yes Yes, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, amazing chatting to you as always. And yeah. Going deep into these mm -hmm. topics because if there is at least like one person that kind of listens to this closely and mm -hmm. takes out like the, the best and then kind of applies it and their life gets even a tiny, tiny, tiny more, you know, better, mm -hmm. then I am, I'm happy about that. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your energy and I have you have a wonderful day. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>